up, y'all. I hope you're having a good one out there. We made it. We made it through the holidays. We have survived to see another year. Good for us. And I'm also, I'm so excited. You guys know I love my fresh starts, my new planners, all that nerdy stuff, right? But I have a good feeling about this year, okay? Because the year, it's a brand new year, duh. January 1st is a Monday. How exciting is that? New year, new week, new month is perfect. The stars are aligning and it's a leap year, so that's really good juju for all of y'all that are getting married this year. I don't know. I think good things are in the cards for us, okay? For all of us. I've just, I've got good feelings. So I think good things are coming our way for all of us. And I'm just very excited to see all of the good, all the good things that happen in your guys' lives this year. So this episode, it's going to be all about us being new parents, right? However, This is specifically for people that don't have kids, okay? These are things that Daniel and I have noticed so far as new parents that we never considered, thought of, or noticed previously, okay? And especially, especially, especially after being around family for the holidays and extended family, people we haven't seen, like old family friends, church friends, people we haven't seen in years and years and years. Like I literally saw one of my old high school friends when I was back home. I haven't seen them since I left for the military. Maybe even before that, probably when I was like 16, 17 was the last time I ever saw this person. So use that as a backdrop, right? To kind of set the scene. And it's also, this is also going to be like a public apology from me to you guys, if y'all have kids, anyone that I have ever met before that had kids, especially, especially infants and newborns and young babies, I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry for probably eight out of 10 things that I'm gonna list in this episode that are should not be done. I have done them, okay? And that's why I'm doing this episode, like I said, specifically for people who don't have kids because I just, I had no idea about some of these things. And so this episode is not hating. It is not judgmental. It is literally just to bring awareness to those of y'all that don't have kids because this, I don't think this is common knowledge unless it is and I'm just that dumb and I didn't know it, but I, I don't know. I don't know. So first things first, let's start it off strong. Let's talk about terrible things that people do that we wish they wouldn't. Like I said, coming from a brand new parent and kind of being on the receiving end of some of these things, yikes. That's all I'm going to say. There's a lot of yikes, okay? Right off the bat, this is something I did a thousand percent. And yeah, now that I'm on the receiving end, I realize that it's kind of the worst. And again, I am so, so sorry to all of the moms that I've done this to. Yes, newborns are cute and exciting. Yes, they are fascinating. Yes, they are adorable. But that mom needs some love too, okay? When you meet the mom and the baby for the first time ever, please don't just ignore the mom and hyperfixate on the baby. Ask about the mom too. Ask how they're doing. Ask what they need, how they're feeling. Literally just acknowledge their existence because they just went through an insane life-changing experience They birthed a whole new identity, and I'm talking about themselves, their new identity as a mom, and they're a completely different person. 
And also physically, they just birthed the whole baby, right? They just delivered that whole watermelon out of something the size of a lemon, okay? That cannot be stressed enough, all right? That in itself is very, very difficult and stressful and scary and painful and everything else. They are going through recovery. They all, everything that encompasses having a child. They're in diapers too. They're bleeding too. They're exhausted. It feels like all of your insides are just falling out of your butt. Like it hurts to stand. All of your muscles hurt. Nothing is the same. And people literally walk right up to you, don't even look you in the eye, and they just scoop up that baby. And just to kind of put it into perspective, if you're going out somewhere and you're meeting up with friends, if you're a nice person, and I add this caveat because some people aren't nice, but if you're a nice person, you would never just blatantly ignore someone and just not even look them in the eye. You would never do that. But we do that with moms. When family members were coming to meet us and Carmina for the first time, and also kind of like, hey, welcome to our home in Ohio, slash welcome to Ohio, slash welcome to the Midwest and this side of the country, I walked out of the room with Carmina wrapped up in her cute little fuzzy blanket and her cute little outfit, you know, everyone oohed and awed, and they literally did not greet me. They did not say hi. They did not say Maggie. They didn't look in my eyeballs. They only saw Carmina. And am I being dramatic and selfish? Yes, I know this, right? I'm acknowledging that. But also, right after your birth, your hormones are plummeting. That is the most dramatic and excessive influx of hormones going both ways, right? It's a spike and it's a plummet of hormones that any human ever goes through in the entirety of their life. Like, look at the, if you're really curious, look at the signs behind it and the research. Like, it is insane, honestly, what our bodies do when they get pregnant, have a baby and deliver that baby. It's, it's wild, right? So your hormones are plummeting. Everything's off, out of whack. You're not sleeping, right? At a minimum. And so, yes, that does make you more dramatic, okay? And like I said, I'm acknowledging that. However, you still feel all of those emotions. Whether they're reasonable or not, whether they're justified or not, you're still feeling those emotions. And so that's why I say, in a way, that kind of makes them valid because you're still feeling all of that physiologically. So just say hi to the mom too. That's all I'm saying. Acknowledge her. Just acknowledge her existence. That's all we're asking. Now this next one, it's going to sound very contradicting to everything I just said, okay? But just hear me out. Don't ignore the existence of the baby either. Again, as a mom, we just went through an insane life change. It's our whole identity and it will consume our life. And that's okay. That's probably all we're going to want to talk about for a while. Just humor us with that. Ask us about our baby. Ask us you know, how the baby's doing, what she's starting to do. Ask for pictures, show interest, act like you care. Because they are now an extension of us. And like I said, that's kind of our whole identity right now. Our whole entire lives are wrapped up in this brand new little human. So ask about that little human. If you care about us, by default, that caring and that love and that support should transfer over to the baby. And unfortunately, we've there's a few people that we've kind of gotten now where they literally, they kind of just like pretend Carmina doesn't exist. 
Like they never ask about her. They don't ask for pictures. They don't ask to FaceTime. And that kind of sucks too. Especially if it's someone that you were kind of close friends with before the pregnancy. It's kind of sad to see that support and that presence just kind of dwindle because you had this huge life change. And now, you know, talking about that, talking about people not acknowledging the mom and just immediately beelining it for the baby and scooping up that baby. This kind of leads me into the next big, biggest no-no, I would say. Please don't just grab the baby without asking. Especially if you are a very close family member, this can sound silly. If you don't have kids, this can sound very, very, very silly. Because it's like, well, yeah, I'm the sister, I'm the mom, I'm the brother, I'm the best friend, cousin, whatever the case may be. Even if you're very, very close with the parents, it's still kind of like a respect consent thing to ask to hold the baby. Like, I don't care if you just flew across the country to meet this baby for the very first time. You're not entitled to unlimited baby time. And even if this sounds silly, Please don't roll your eyes at me. But even if you're, you know, staying with the parents for a while, whatever, and you say, hey, can I hold the baby? And the parents are like, yeah. Don't just assume that once you get that consent that first time, that it just applies in all circumstances, in all situations for the rest of your trip. What I thought was really, really awesome, uh, my sister, she was so great about it. She doesn't have kids and... You know, as soon as she landed, we picked her up from the airport and she's dying to meet this baby, right? Because it's, I'm her only sister. We're very, very close. And this is a huge life change. And she's so excited to see her niece. And you could just see she was like antsy with anticipation. And she was like, hey, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. All the awesome stuff, right? And she was like kind of peeping in the car seat. And she's like, and I was like, yeah, you can hold the baby. Look at her. She's so cute. And she's like, oh my God, like, thanks so much for letting me hold the baby. But then even for the rest of the trip, she would be like, even though she knew like, okay, yes, Maggie will say yes. Yes, she's okay with me holding her. She would still be like, hey, is it cool if I grab her? Can I scoop her up? You know, just that little bit of honestly just asking, it goes so far. And when people don't do that, when they just grab the baby without asking, it's, it's honestly, it's very stressful. Like, and let me just explain this, like, like I said, from a new mom perspective, your hormones are raging. I can't stress that enough. Everything is out of whack and your new instincts, your biological drive to protect, like it's just, and all of the other stressors involved, it's insane. And it is so hard, I discovered, to shut off your nervous system and your biological drive to protect that brand new baby. It's wildly overstimulating to watch your baby be passed around like a hot potato. Also, the other aspect of people just scooping up your baby and stuff, babies don't just have a bad immune system. They have like a negative immune system. And there's this thing called RSV or respiratory syncytial virus. And you know, in adults, it's a cold that maybe you notice, maybe you don't notice, whatever. And in babies, especially infants, it puts them in the hospital in urgent care in a heartbeat. 
and it's passed around very, very easily. So there's a lot of levels to this whole like holding the baby, not holding the baby, asking to hold the baby, whatever, right? Because babies get passed around like a hot potato. And honestly, it's very, very stressful for the mom. Like I said, it's very stressful for the baby too. Because don't forget, they have such a small understanding of the world and of people and what's safe, what's not safe. So they're being passed around from person to person. New scents, new looks, new sensations that they're feeling of different people's textured shirts, all that stuff, beards, glasses. It can be extremely overstimulating and stressful for them too. So then the baby's stressed, mom's stressed, mom's stressed about the baby being stressed, plus they're stressing about the baby getting sick or not, plus it's like, like I said, it's like a respect thing when people grab the baby without asking, because at least, at least for me, and maybe I'm the only one, but I have a feeling I can't possibly be the only one with these feelings, Carmina is like my comforting safe space. Like, holding her makes me feel better, especially, especially in the very beginning of the postpartum recovery process and all that. So when people would just grab her from me and literally scoop her out of my arms and then just hold her for hours and hours on end, that was like them taking my Xanax away from me and then just throwing me in a stressful situation and being like, you'll be fine, figure it out. Why are you so stressed? Oh, nervous new mom, You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, that bond is so fresh and new and it's like something very, very personal. And yeah, they're not strangers. Okay, yeah, I know they're not going to go throw her in a dumpster. I know that there's probably no physical harm that can happen. There's no dangers there. However, it's still someone else coming in and splitting up that bond, if you will, And it's just, I don't know, that's what it feels like, okay? It doesn't feel awesome. So I'm just giving you my perspective. And now, continuing on, because like I said, there is a lot of layers to just holding the baby. I never knew it was really this complicated and this much to think about until I had a baby. So again, that's why I'm passing this information on to you. But if the parents let you hold the baby, just a couple things to keep in mind. One, please don't kiss the baby. As tempting as it is, yes, they are adorable and they smell good and their skin is so soft. But again, just look up RSV. You'll see why. Just don't do it. Two, don't walk away with the baby. Like literally walk out of the parent's sight. It seems harmless and innocent, whatever. But again, it kind of just like sends the mom into a spiral. <laughs> like, And it's, again, it is not that we don't trust you. There's no other reasons besides just we can't shut off our internal panic alarm. And I, I, that's just the best I can explain it to you without, you know, without you guys fully understanding because you don't have kids. Like, it's just an absolute panic mode when you can't see your baby. And it's just stressful unnecessarily. Just grab the, if you're holding the baby, just stay by the moms. Literally just stay in eyesight. Stay in the same room. Simple as that. And now this is another, again, kind of like a respect consent thing. You'll see the trend here. But if the parents let you hold the baby, don't assume that that means everyone else present can also hold the baby. So don't just hand off the baby to another person without checking with the parent first, especially to kids, because that happened to us with Carmina a lot. Like we would say, okay, you know, 
this adult, I trust you. You're not sneezing on her. You know, you've proven that you can be trustworthy, whatever, whatever. You can hold the baby. And then you turn around for two seconds and their four-year-old is like holding the newborn. And I'm like, God, like just support her head. Like why is this sticky child now holding my baby? That's not what I agreed to. Because you don't, you don't know if the parent is comfortable with the child holding their brand new baby or not. You don't know. Like, you just, you don't know. And so, please just either ask the parent ahead of time, hey, is it cool if my kid holds a baby with my support, with my oversight, my supervision, whatever. It's just, again, it's that kind of, it's that whole hot potato thing where we're just passing this baby on to everyone at the Christmas party. And additionally... When you're holding the baby, if they start fussing or crying, please give them back to the parent. Again, this is, moms are biologically wired to react and respond when we hear the baby crying. One, again, I'll repeat myself, it stresses us out because it sends us into a panic, like, defense mode. And two, especially for my breastfeeding mamas out there. When we hear the baby cry, it sends a surge of oxytocin so that the milk lets down. And so our boobs will literally start leaking and it hurts. It's disgusting. It's messy. It's, it's not a good time. So yeah, if you're holding our baby and it's crying and we say, please give the baby back. Don't just say, no, it's fine. I've got her. You don't, you don't have her. Just please give the baby back. Along those same lines, because one person was absolutely hogging Carmina at this holiday meetup, and I was absolutely spiraling. It was literally so stressful. I was exhausted when everyone left because I was in like full on panic mode the entire time, and I like couldn't shut my nervous system off. It was like being on like the drop of a roller coaster, but just for four and a half hours straight. It was just, it was exhausting. And she did all the things I just listed, basically. You know, she didn't say hi to me, literally grabbed Carmina out of my arms, wouldn't give her back, kept walking away with her, passed her off to other people that I would have said no to, honestly. And it was just all of that, right? My adrenal system was just in absolute hyperdrive for four hours or however long it was. Also, she gave me like such creeper, baby kidnapping vibes. She actually kept making comments about how Carmina might just end up in her bag when they left and you know, that whole joke. And so yeah, so I'm sitting through that and I started leaking a lot. Also, it was about time for her to eat anyway, but I was like, I I got to tap out. Like I need my baby back. So I went up to her and I was like, all right, I'll grab her now. She's hungry, haha. You know, trying to be pleasant and polite. And this bitch literally looked at me and said, are you sure? I don't think she is. I don't think she is hungry. I think she's fine. You don't want to disturb her when she's so comfy and content. And I was like, give me back my damn baby. (laughs) Like what is happening right now? And so, yeah, just all of this to say, don't tell the mom the baby is hungry or not hungry or anything crazy like that. If she tells you otherwise, because she does know best. We have this weird, like, connected thing where you just, you can hear certain cries and you know what it means. It's wild. Super fascinating, but it's wild. 
That is on all of the multi, multi-faceted layers of holding a baby. Next up, back to the mom. The mom goes through all the bodily changes, all the stress. She literally does all of the work for nine months to create this perfect little human, then goes through the entire labor and delivery process, then all the recovery, all the healing, all for everyone to say, wow, the baby is so cute. She looks just like dad. She doesn't even look like mom at all. This one just sucks to hear. That one's just not fun, okay? Either lie and say, oh, I see your nose, your eyes, your cheeks, whatever. I see some mom in her. Or just say the baby's adorable and leave it at that. And now this could just be me. But when some people met Carmina for the first time right after she was born, there were a lot of comments about her appearance. And again, I'm prefacing this with, yes, hormones are crazy. Yes, you're all running on negative hours of sleep. So was I a little bit more sensitive and touchy to this? I'm sure. But still, food for thought, you know. Maybe don't make comments about the baby's appearance. Like everyone, and it was silly too because everyone was saying contradicting things. So I'm like, I don't even know what's true. Like what, none of this is believable. So why are you even saying it? They'd be like, oh, her head is so big. Her head is so small. Or she doesn't look Asian at all. Or she looks so Asian. Or she's so skinny, whatever. And sure, they meant well. They always do, right? They always have the best intentions. But I just, I didn't love all the comments about her appearance because it felt like they were just dissecting her like a little science experiment, you know? Just, again, say she's adorable or don't say anything at all. Just, I don't know, just leave it at that. Just be nice to people's babies. And talking about appearances... Let's talk about the mom appearance, okay? Be nice to us here, all right? We're struggling. We don't need you to tell us that we look so tired, okay? We know, trust me, we know, right? And this one I never really thought of before, before I had kids. But be careful with the phrase bounce back, all right? Even if you're using it in a positive way. Because one, when people say, oh, don't worry about how you look now, you'll bounce back, you'll, you've got it, you'll bounce back. It kind of insinuates that we need to bounce back to be considered pretty again by society's standards or whatever. And that we have to look how we did pre-pregnancy. And that may or may not ever happen again. You know what I mean? Like, you may never look like what you looked like pre-pregnancy, and that's okay. And two, more on the psychological side, but we will never bounce back to who we were before being pregnant and having a kid. We'll never be that exact same person. We will never have that same identity. And again, that is okay. That's a good thing. We can bounce forward. We can grow into this new role and this new identity and this new lifestyle and these new priorities. But bouncing back and using the phrase bounce back, it just kind of, I don't know, symbolically hints at the idea that we have to revert back to a previous state of being that will just never happen. That's just unattainable. And physically, 
losing the baby weight. Like keep in mind, it took us nine months to gain that weight and for our body to become that shape and have that belly and have our rib cage expanded, all this stuff. It will not be gone in two months. It's also not healthy for it all to be gone and completely back to normal in two months. There, there are internal wounds that have to heal. All of your internal organs have to shift back down to where they were previously. Your rib cage has to decompress again. Your lungs have to expand again. Like so many changes are happening and that takes a while. So we just have to be patient with ourselves. But also, if you are that friend that doesn't have any kids and you're trying to be supportive, just tell the mom she looks great. Don't you don't even say the phrase like, oh, you'll bounce back. You'll fit into your old jeans. You'll do this. You'll do that. Because that might not be what she wants to hear. That might not be as supportive and reassuring as you maybe think it is, right? And this one is more what we should do that we don't versus what we shouldn't do that we do. And again, it's on the mom side. Tell us... (laughs) Y'all are going to laugh at me for this, but just tell us we're a good mom. I can't tell you how far that goes. Don't tell us, oh, you'll bounce back or whatever, whatever. Say you're such a good mom. Say you're so good at this. Say, wow, it looks so natural. Say things like that. Say you're doing a great job. Your daughter, your son is so lucky to have you. You're such a good mom. I'm telling you that hit that compliment hits different now. And sometimes when you're in the throes of motherhood postpartum and you're like, what am I even doing? How do I even do any of this? Who am I anymore? It's just, hearing that just kind of makes everything right. And that is the validation and the reassurance and the support that we need to hear. I'm telling you, like, ugh. Someone telling me I'm a good mom, it just, my heart just goes wub wub. Like, it's the best. The best compliment now. So, just keep that in mind, okay? And lastly, this one is a lot to ask. I'm acknowledging that. It's not your responsibility to know this. Like I said, this is not common knowledge at all. And it's understandable. Like, why would you think this way if you don't have kids? But I think it does go a really, really long way. And it shows that you care about the parents and the baby. When you invite us to stuff, please try to consider the baby. Don't ask us to dinner at 9 p.m. Don't ask us to a bar. Don't ask us if we want to go do a snowboarding trip in Canada with a two-month-old. Of course, I want to... You know, me as Maggie, snowboarder, yes, I want to go to Whistler, 100%. I wish I could go to Whistler, but I can't right now. That's not in my cards right now with the two-month-old, right? And so, like I said, I'm I'm not saying you have to get a parent mindset to be a good friend to a parent. However... Maybe just ask us, hey, no idea what's considered baby friendly or not, but 
how would you feel about this place? Or what time works best with you and the baby? When is nap time? When is, when is she not fussy? So on and so forth. It's just, if you can remember to ask those questions sometimes, it's just a really, really, really sweet gesture that goes so far with the postpartum support that we absolutely need from our friends and family. Because, I mean, we don't like feeling like the weenie hut juniors that always have to bail and say no and be the unfun friend now, be the grandma. Like, we don't want to do that. We don't like always saying no. We want to be invited to stuff. But also, we do have a kid now. And so just that little bit of consideration goes such a long way. And like I said, I don't, I know it is a lot to ask of y'all, 100%. I, I see that, but some of my friends that don't have kids that do take that into consideration, it's, it's just the sweetest thing ever. When they'll be like, hey, are you feeling social? Are you not feeling social? Like, do you want to come out for coffee or does that sound way too overwhelming with the baby right now? What works best for you? What what will calm you down? What will help you de-stress? That just, it goes so far and I appreciate that so much. So much that I've been able to have that type of support. And I know some parents don't have that And it is tough. It makes, um, I mean, yeah, it makes the postpartum healing recovery harder if you don't have that type of support. So just keep that in mind. You guys know the usual. Just make good choices. Be a decent human being. Take care of each other. Take care of your freshly postpartum friends if you had them. And try to just be a little bit more considerate sometimes with newborns, especially if you're not around babies a lot or ever, it also goes a long way to just ask them and be like, hey, I have no idea what I'm doing. Please let me know if something I do stresses you out or please let me know if I'm making kind of insensitive comments about the baby that you don't love or whatever the case may be. You know, don't be afraid to ask them, hey, how can I support you more? What do you need from me right now? And we'll love you forever, (laughs) honestly. So yeah. Just take care of each other, take care of the parents in your life, and I will catch y'all next time. Okay, bye!